Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Everyone has to deal with some pressure in life. We, we covered that last week. Um, whether you are young or old, uh, you're going to have to deal with some pressure. Many, any folks here deal, deal with some pressure in life, right? You, you deal with some pressure. And uh, we have to learn how to deal with it and to be able to win in life. I love basketball. Any basketball fans here? I love, is this primarily football fans in here? But how many basketball fans? Right, right here, right? Love this time. Isn't this the greatest time? Now, for you bandwag- bandwagon fans that just jumped on, you know, for the playoffs, it's, it's cool for you, but for, for those that follow sports the whole year, this is what we look forward to, right? This is what we look forward to. This is, this is the time that we, we enjoy. And, uh, you know, one thing that, that I notice as is, is I watch basketball is, is, is uh, basketball changes in the playoffs, right? You all know that. Basketball changes in the playoffs. Any sport. Playoffs hit. Everything changes. And with basketball, the game is the same, right? You, you put the ball through the hoop, right? Play defense, play offense, same, same teams, uh, the, everything is the same. What's different is the pressure to win. And it's those that, that are able to handle the pressure and excel. Those are the ones that usually win in games. You can have all the talent on a team. You can be the best team in the world and be up in a series 3-1. And when you can't handle the pressure... <laughs> Basketball fans know what I'm talking about. If you can't handle the pressure, you can still lose. You, you have to be able to handle the pressure. I love watching the games that aren't a blowout. I, I love to, to, to watch the games where, when the pressure is on. How many of you like those games where they're just, or, or boxing, when it's a boxing match and, and, and they're swapping blows and it's going back and forth or, or, or football game when, when the game is tight? That's the kind, I don't want to watch a blowout. I want to watch a game where there's tension, right? And when I'm at home and I'm watching my, my team, it's got to be quiet. Because I'm not playing that game, but I feel the pressure. Because I, I, I identify with that team. I sit and I, you, know, you know when you're a fan, you, you act like you're on the team, right? Right? You, you do that. We watch, oh, we won today. We won. You, you didn't play though, right? You won today. I don't know, man. I'm nervous. I don't know if we're, we're going to get this win today, but, you know, and you talk to the TV. You don't want negativity. I used to tell my wife, Monica, because, you know, she'll get into it, too. But she talks. And, and if we're going to talk, we got to be positive when, when, when the game is on the line. Right? you got to be positive. Wives, you got to be positive. When the game is on the line and mistakes are made and mistakes are made. When the pressure is on, I just, I just like, you know, silently I'm, I'm, I'm upset, but I'm not going to verbalize that because I, I need to keep cool. But when you got somebody else, oh, why did they do that? Oh, he should have did that. What, what is he? And I'm like, Ugh. when the pressure's on, you can't talk to me. I got to focus here. I got to go find another TV. I got to watch that because when the pressure's on, Right? got to be positive, right? 
And pressure does something to us. Pressure, pressure brings out things out of our life. And, you know, one thing that I, I told uh, for those that were here last week that I told you guys is how far you go in life is determined by the pressure you can handle. So by all the pressure, if you, you are one of the, the, the type of people that freak out under pressure. We got any folks that freak out under pressure here? You freak out under pressure, right? Whether it's at, at, at your job, it's at home, it's, it's in traffic, and you're, you're running late. You feel the pressure, and somebody cuts you off, or they, they cut you off, and then they drive heck of slow. Isn't that, that's pressure right there. Lord, help me keep this salvation right now. You know, that's pressure. But we, we talked about last week, let's just quick recap. We talked about, number one, how pressure reveals strength. The measure of your strength is in how much pressure you can handle. We read Proverbs 24, 10 says, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. We also read the message version, which, which says, if you fall to pieces in crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. Anybody fall into pieces in crisis? You ever been around those folks? Me too. Number three, in times of pressure, God has a word. That's the encouraging thing about being under pressure. Number four, we talked about how all pressure is temporary. So if you're in a pressure situation right now, good news is it's temporary. It will not last in your life. Amen. Number five, we talked about how you need to embrace the pressure because God does his Best work under pressure. Uh, In our opening text, we read about how Paul and Silas are under the pressure of persecution. So they are thrown into prison for doing the right thing. And if you read what happens prior to them going into prison, the Bible talks about how Paul and Silas were in a city and they cast out a, a demon out of a slave girl. And this girl, her owners were upset because her, her owners, after this demon was cast out of the girl, they had no more ability to profit off of her life anymore. Because now Paul and Silas, they just shut down the psychic hotline. That's what they did. They shut it down. Don't be going to them psychics, okay? Fortune tellers. That's witchcraft right there, okay? That, that uh, uh, what, what, what is that other thing? The horoscope, all that, that garbage? He'd be leaving that stuff, right? Astrology, that's it. That's what it is. They shut down, these guys, Paul and Silas, they, they shut down this girl's ability to do her business. So the owners are mad. So they pull some shady stuff. They go to the authorities. They start lying. They start making some things up. And they get Paul, Paul and Silas thrown into prison. So doing the right thing doesn't mean you won't have to deal with pressure in life. So for you believers that expected everything to get better when you got saved, it gets better when you get saved. It does. But sometimes it gets bad, right? But just because you do the right thing doesn't mean that you will not have to to face pressure in life. Now, notice what the Bible says. It says they were stripped. It says they were severely beaten. They were placed in the innermost uh, cell. They were bound and chained. You ever feel like you've been in a situation where you are stripped? Anybody ever felt like that? You were stripped. Only a couple people. Man, I need to find out what you guys are doing in your relationship with the Lord. 
to never feel stripped. I mean, anybody ever feel bound? Any, feel bound? You've, bound? You've got a few folks. Bound, beaten up. Anybody ever felt beaten up? It's a great church. Only like 10 people ever go through stuff. What are you guys doing? What is your secret? Huh? You ever go through a situation and you're under pressure and, and you didn't ask to be, to be there. It wasn't, it wasn't of your choosing. You ended up somewhere in a situation that you didn't deserve to be in. Anybody been there before? I've been there, right? We've got a little bit more with that one. I, all right, good. If we had a third service, I would underline that one. But I love the Passion Translation, though, because the, the Passion Translation says that they were beaten, bound, but it also says they were undaunted. Undaunted. So they were in the situation, but they were not discouraged. They were not intimidated. They weren't shaken up by their surroundings or what was happening. They weren't intimidated by where they were. Do you understand that where you are doesn't have to be who you are? You may be in a situation where you feel like you are limited, where you are confined, where you are locked up in your life. But Paul and Silas were locked up on the outside, but on the inside, they were free. We've got to learn how to make sure that we don't allow our situation to determine or define who we are. You need to make sure that when you go through some trouble in life, your trouble does not define you. Your, your pain does not define you. Your, your pain and, and the pressure in your life does not dictate or determine who you are. Who you are is not where you are, and where you are is not who you are. Now, because the prison could not change who they were, they praised Verse 25 says that they sang songs of praise to God. So these guys, you know, they're, they're, they're amazing. But they don't panic. They don't have any kind of pity party. But instead, they decide to praise. When you are under pressure, you're either going to panic, you're going to have pity, or you're going to have some praise in your life. All of it, though, is a choice. Praise is a decision. Praise is a choice. There are times when you come into church and you don't feel like praising God. How many of you know what I'm talking about? A little bit more with that one. We got some folks that love to praise here. But I'll be honest. There are times that, that I don't feel like worshiping. There are times that, that I don't feel like offering up praise to God. But when, when, when the pressure is on, Praise. Why? Because you can thrive under pressure with praise. Let me say that one more time. You can thrive under pressure with praise. Tell the person next to you, you can thrive under pressure with praise. You can thrive. Don't have to lose your mind. You can thrive under pressure with praise. Now, as I read the Bible, I don't see anybody, there's nobody in the Bible that ever received a breakthrough by praising a problem, right? They tried, but it didn't work out that that much, didn't work out so well, because praising your problem does not 
do anything for. You know what I mean by praising your, your problem? It, it means that you, you begin to talk about that thing so much. You, you, you begin to broadcast that. You begin to, to allow negativity over your life. You talk more about the problem of life over the promises of God. That's praising a problem. And see, when we are in a place where we are under pressure, we have to make a decision and a choice that we're either going to praise the problem or we're going to praise our God. God responds to praise, not panic or pity. Now, we all go through low times, folks. We all do. How many go through low times? I do. I do, too. We all go through low moments in life. But God doesn't respond to your pity parties. And you know what the the worst thing about pity parties is nobody else shows up but you, right? You are there all by yourself. Nobody brings any gifts for you. Celebrating all by yourself, right? Right, let's move on. See, praise is the language of faith. This is why God responds to, to praise, Because when we begin to praise, praise is the language of your faith. And the measure of your faith is in your ability to praise under pressure. Let me say that one more time. The measure of your faith is in your ability to praise under pressure. So when Paul was in prison and Silas was in prison, they just did what they always did. They just praised. Because that's, that's what they did. That's who they were. The prison could not change who they were. Look at what Paul says in Philippians 4.4. 4. Rejoice in the what? The Lord what? Always. And again I say what? Rejoice. So Paul is saying that he has is, he is, he is put a, 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 a command out there. That in all times there should be rejoicing in our life. Sometimes it doesn't feel authentic, right? Sometimes when, when you're going through it, it's, it's hard to praise. It, it, it doesn't feel authentic. You come here, it's hard. It's, you're under pressure. It's hard to sing. Your, your mind is somewhere else. Your heart is not with it. And, and you, you feel like you're, you're faking it. You feel like you're not authentic. But I want you to understand is that God responds to praise. And even when you are in a situation where it doesn't feel like it's authentic, you need to understand there's sometimes you just got to faith it, right? Don't fake it, but faith it. Praise God in spite of what's going on in your life, in spite of your feelings. You know, we, we, you could learn to be a praiser right here. I mean, some of you should learn to be a praiser here because this is the easiest place for you to learn to be a praiser. And I'll tell you one thing, if you can't praise here with this awesome worship here, these guys are the best. If you can't praise here in this place, I doubt that you will praise anywhere else in your life. If you're not praising here, I guarantee you, you are not praising in your pressure as well. We've got to learn to develop a lifestyle of praise in our life. Sometimes you've got to praise God. You've, you've got to praise God on credit. Right? You know what that means? It means that you praise God for something that he hasn't even done yet. 
It means that, that you, you know, when there's a need in your life, God, I, I don't know where this is coming from, but I thank you, God, that breakthrough is on the way. I know I'm sick in my body right now. I know the doctor just said this, but I know that you are the God that healeth me. So, God, thank you for healing my body. Thank you for healing my spirit, for healing my marriage. You've got to pr- learn to praise God on some credit. You can't just praise God when you get the, praise, when you get the breakthrough. You've got to learn to praise before it even happens. Now, notice what happens in verse 25. It says that all, all the prisoners, what? They, they what? They listened. They listened to their worship. So the other prisoners listened to what was coming out of the prison cell of Paul and Silas. So what that tells me is that while they were going through their pain and their pressure, they had an audience. Do you realize that in any time of your life when you are facing pressure, you always have an audience? There is always somebody that is watching you. There is always somebody that is listening to you, especially when you're going through a time in life where there's pain. That's why it's important to understand that what's happening through you Matters more than what's happening to you. Let me say that one more time. What's happening through you matters more than what's happening to you. Now, let me ask you a question. What do other people receive from you when you are under pressure? What are you releasing? What do you give out? To the people around you when you are dealing with some pressure in your life. When the pressure is on, are you a mess? Are you angry? Do you have a a negative spirit? Do do people hate being around you because you're irritable? They don't know what's going to come out of your mouth. Are are you just the, the type of person that nobody else wants to be around? What are you releasing around you when you are under pressure? You know what's amazing? Paul and Silas were stripped, beaten, bound, and in a dark place, and yet they were still able to release the goodness of God around them. So as Paul and Silas worship, look in verse 26. It says, Suddenly a great earthquake shook the foundations of the prison. Now you know your worship is good when you can shake things up, right? All at once, every prison door flung open and the chains of the prisoners came loose. This is why praise is so important in your life, because your your praise has the ability to deliver somebody else. Now, if you look at the word, it says that every prison door flung open and the chains, the chains were, were, were the chains came loose. If you are ever in a situation where, where, where doors are not opening for your life. There is a situation. Maybe you need a job. Maybe you need an opportunity. Maybe there's something going on in your life. Those are the times where you need to learn how to praise. Because praise has the ability to open doors. When you are in a place in your life where you feel confined and locked up and caged up and bound, those are the greatest times that you can praise. Why? Because the the chains on your life can be loose through your praise. You might think, man, that just sounds so simple. That's, 
It's in the word. Let's move on. Verse 27. We could spend a long time in there, but we got to move on because that's not really the, where we're going this morning. Verse 27. Startled, the jailer awoke and saw every cell door standing open. Assuming that all the prisoners had escaped, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. Verse 28, when, when Paul shouted in the darkness, stop, don't hurt yourself, we're all still here. So the, the jailer assumes that everybody, because the, the, the chains are, are broken, the doors are open, the jailer assumes that everybody is going to leave. Can you imagine at, at Folsom or Pelican Bay, all the prison doors open, all at once, the chains, what's going to happen? They're gone. They are gone. They're not going to stay there. What happened? You know, what's going on? You know, should we leave? Should we not leave? I don't know. I got a court case next week. I mean, should I wait for my appeal? I don't know. You know, no, no, no. You, everybody is going to leave. So the, the jailer is, is, is concerned. He's, he's about to take his life. Why? Because he's the one that's responsible. But what's powerful is the presence of God was so powerful in that place that it stopped people from running. Now listen to me. Some of you here in this room, you are runners. You are running from God. You are running from the will of God in your life. You know it. You, your, your family knows it. You know that you are not where you need to be. But you are going to have an encounter with God. I said you are going to have an encounter with God. That is going to stop you in your tracks and stop you from running. You're going to have an encounter with the love of God that is going to keep you from running away from him. And you're going to fulfill your purpose in your life. What a great miracle. That those that should have ran stayed. Now, we always focus on the praise and and the earthquake and the, the doors being open and, and the chains being loose. But to me, the best part of the story is up ahead. Verse 30, then he led Paul and Silas outside. This is the jailer. So he's, he's blown away, right? He's blown away. Everybody stayed. And he says, what must I do to be saved? And they answered, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and all your family." Then he says, then they prophesied the word of the Lord over him and all of his family. So now the guy that just was beating them, now they're prophesying over him. Isn't that amazing? Now, now here's what I want you to understand. I'm going to wrap this up soon. Okay. A lot of times when we are under pressure, we are trying to wait. We are trying to find a way to get away from the pressure. We are trying to find a way out, trying to find some sort of release, trying to depressurize our lives. Why? Because the pressure is uncomfortable. But Paul and Silas, they have a way out of prison. The doors are open. Right? The doors are open. They can can go. They can leave. The chains are broken. And they have the ability to leave The place of pressure. They have the ability to walk out of the situation from the place that's uncomfortable. But they stay. 
And instead of them using the opportunity to run, they use the opportunity to set someone else free. Now, what am I saying? You can't be concerned with your own freedom that you leave other people bound. Let me say that one more time. You can't be so concerned with your own freedom that you leave other people bound. I know you're going through some issues. I know there's pressure in your life. I know that it gets uncomfortable, but you cannot be so concerned about your own issues that you leave somebody else bound. We get so caught up in ourselves and our own pressure and we miss the opportunity to make a difference in somebody else's life. Listen to me, believer. Even when you're under pressure, somebody still needs you. Listen, mom and dad, even when you are under pressure, your kids still need you. When, when, wherever you are, where, where, where husband or wife, even when you're under pressure, your marriage still needs to succeed. Wherever you are, whatever, whatever is happening, ministry leader, when you feel like you want to quit, when you feel like it's just not happening anymore, you still need to hang on because somebody else needs you. You see, someone needed to introduce that jailer to Jesus. Somebody did. You know what that tells me is that under pressure, there's a purpose. Verse 33 says, this is the, this is the, the best part to me. It says, even though the hour was late, he washed their wounds. So, so the jailer, the guy that was responsible for beating them, takes Paul and Silas, and he washed their their wounds. Then the family goes on a field trip, okay? Look at this. Then he and all his family were baptized. They didn't go to church. Where did they get baptized? In the prison? He took Paul and Silas into his home, and he set them at his table, and he fed them. So he he, he beat them, now he's feeding them. That's good. I'll take that. You know, I'll take that. Verse 34. The jailer and all his family were filled with what? Joy. In their newfound faith in God. What was a place of pain became a place of redemption. Listen. There is a purpose that comes out of pressure. Let me say that one more time for the folks that are under pressure right now, where you feel like you want to crack, where you feel like it's too much to bear, where you feel like you're overwhelmed, like, like you can't handle it. And some of you are like, well, everything's good in my life right now. I'll tell you one thing, and I'm not prophesying in your life. I'm just telling you, you are going to be in a time and a place where you are in pain, where you are under pressure. Why? Because even Jesus said, in the world, you will have trouble. But I want you to understand, for those that are under pressure, there is a purpose in your pressure. There is a purpose in your pressure. 
And you can look at where you are right now and look for a way out. You can look for an, es- an escape. Some of you, you, you think that you can just get out of it right now. Well, if I just get out of this family, if I just get out of this job, if I just get out of this marriage, if I just get out of this, if I quit this, if I quit serving here, if I quit this in my life, then maybe, just maybe the pressure will stop because I can't take it anymore. But I want you to understand something. There is a purpose in your pressure. And if Paul and Silas would have left that prison, you know what would have happened? That man would have died. And he wouldn't have come home to his family, to his wife and to his kids. They would have got baptized. They wouldn't have got saved. They wouldn't have had joy in their life. Because there are some things that can only be revealed. There is some purpose that can only be revealed through pressure. Jesus went through the pressure of the cross. Where he was pressed. And he wanted to give up. Wanted to walk away from it, but it was under the pressure of the cross that the love of God was revealed. What am I saying? Hang in there. Don't give up even though it's uncomfortable. Don't quit now because the weight is so heavy. Don't quit now because you feel beaten up on the inside. Don't feel don't don't quit now because you are limited and you feel like you are caged up right now where where you were in a place where you're in a dark place and you can't see light at the end of the tunnel. Don't give up now. Don't quit. There is a purpose in your pressure. There is something that God is getting ready to redeem in your life. There is something that God is ready to shift in your life. There is something that God is ready to do in you and through you. Don't you give up now. Because to run from the pressure is to run from the purpose. To run from it all means that I miss the opportunity for God to do something in me. But I also miss the opportunity for God to do something through me and around me. Oh man, I thank God for the times that I didn't quit. I thank God for the times that I didn't throw in the towel. And the times where I tried to pray away the pressure. The times where I tried to get it away from my life. To, to find a way to escape from it. But man, I thank God that I stayed in it. I thank God because I would not be who I am today if I would have left the prison of pressure because God's purpose would have been revealed in my life. God wants to reveal something in your life. Would you stand with me? Stand with me. I don't believe that God put Paul and Silas in the prison. God doesn't work that way. Just like I don't believe that God puts sickness on people To teach them a lesson. That's bad theology. You look at Jesus. You want to know what Jesus thinks about sickness. He always healed it. He never put sickness on it. So Jesus dealt with that. I don't believe that Jesus put Paul and Silas in this prison. But I do know one thing. God can redeem anything. I said God can redeem anything. Even the things that are painful. He can produce miracles in, in painful places. He's able to, to, to create purpose out of anything and anyone at any time. But we have to learn. 
to trust him in the process and allow him to work his purpose out in our pressure. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.